I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, hustlers. We know that this 2024, the entrepreneurial journey is filled with challenges. An often overlooked aspect is the time-consuming task of processing payroll and managing government requirements. And did you know that the average admin spends a whopping 50 hours per month dealing with just government compliance? That's time you could be spending on growing your business, or let's be honest, taking a well-deserved break. But fear not, we got a game changer for you, introducing Sprout Solutions and their tailored solutions for MSMEs called the Payroll Starter. With Sprout Solutions Payroll Starter, you can finally reclaim your time and get your life back on track. Say goodbye to the stress of remembering tax dates or worrying about missed payroll runs. This bundle is designed to make your life easier and your business more efficient. And here's the best part. The cost starts just at 5,000 pesos per month for businesses with up to 10 employees. Yep, you heard that right. That's just 5,000 pesos per month. So why spend another minute drowning in payroll paperwork when Sprout can revolutionize the way you manage your payroll and government requirements? Take the first step towards a more efficient business today. Visit sprout.ph slash payroll starter monthly 5k. If you missed that, don't worry. We have it in the description box of this episode. So click that too. And again, big shout out to Sprout Solutions because your time is too valuable to be spent on paperwork. Reclaim it with their payroll starter. Now let's begin this episode. The Hustle Share podcast is brought to you by Sendit Philippines. Sendit is the leading payment gateway in the Philippines. Allow your business to accept payments seamlessly from cards, e-wallets, retail outlets, and local banks. For more information, visit sendit.co. Also powered by PDAX. PDAX is a homegrown cryptocurrency exchange that offers the best rates among local cryptocurrency exchanges. Download the PDAX app now on the Google Play Store, App Store, or Huawei App Gallery. Start trading Bitcoin, Ethereum, and other cryptocurrencies for as low as 50 pesos by signing up on podlink.co slash hustlesharepdax. Also by Podmetrics, the easiest way to monetize your podcast. Sign up now at podmetrics.co for free and use the code hustleshare. If you're very clear with that vision, with that dream, with that, no matter what, you can actually do it. You can, you know, that's why... I believe in the uh, in uh, empowered thinking. It's, not, it's beyond positive thinking, right? So it's really creating scenario or that event in your life uh, that must happen. Welcome to Hustle Share, the podcast that features the daily grinds of unique hustlers around the world to show not our differences, but that our hustles are very much alike. Now here is your host, Ronster Betyong. Welcome to the latest episode of the Share Podcast. We have someone who is regarded as Mr. Fintech in the Philippines. Now, that's a heavy title to carry because Fintech is one of the three pillars of the digital economy and the startup industry in the Philippines. But if you are regarded as Mr. Fintech, 
you must be doing something right. And if you are Mr. Fintech too, it just so happens to be the best guy to have as our season finale as we wrap up this hell of a year called 2021. And again, before I get carried away, let's welcome to the show the CIO of RCBC Digital, Mr. Lito Villanueva. Lito, Hello. Hi. Hello. Good day to everyone. Thank you so much, Monster. Yes. Thank Hello. you so much for being on Hustle Share again. I'm glad that Mr. Fintech is our season finale for this year. It's been a hell of a year. And I'm pretty sure it's been a hell of a year for RCBC and you. But before I get carried away, I need to ask you the million-dollar question. Lito, what's your hustle? My hustle, uh, it's really the passion on providing uh, the unbanked and underserved market with access to financial services. Yes. And again, you have done a, spe- a, a wonderful job leading this front because again, I'll just flex it a little bit. Huh? You guys are probably the most awarded institution this year in the past couple of years in you know bringing this forward, especially digitally as well. Because again, um, you've, you've done some amazing, like the Discartec thing that you guys did, like, oh, smart. I love it, right? But before that, before we even talk about how RCBC and how you built it up, I want to dissect your journey. And Lito, it's going to get a little bumpy because today, for the last time this year, we're going to have to ride the Hustle Share Time Machine. All right. Okay, so now we're back into the last time this year. Next year, I'll see if I can upgrade the house of shares. My time machine's a little old. We'll see. I'll, I'll buy from Elon or Jeff or whatnot. But Lito, I want to understand, um, again, all the hustlers that have been had here over the past almost three years now of doing this have always had an amazing origin story. And I want to understand how, what is it like growing up? When did you start realizing that hustling is going to be part of your daily grind or your journey? Uh, I think since uh, I could recall when I was uh, grade two, no? I was in the wow. public school uh, in elementary, in, uh, in grade school. Uh, the only time I was uh, in the private school was uh, when I started in high school until my master's. But um, I recall when I was in grade two, when my teacher asked us, as a class, you know, as a class activity, uh, to draw something that would represent your ambition in life. Okay. So uh, what I drew then was a presidential car. Wow! So, and I was asked. Uh, of course, we, each of us uh, was uh, was asked to explain, you know, the reason behind that drawing, right? So of course, mm-hmm. I said I want to become the president of the Philippines, right? So I think at that early stage, I was so. Um, I was very much aware of what's going on in the country, and uh, I'm very much concerned about how to provide a you know an impactful you know initiative or program that would really uh, resonate no uh, uh, across Filipinos no uh, especially on how to really uplift their lives no so I think at that early stage uh, I had that um, that uh, realization already uh, right. and of course uh, my teacher was uh, of course some of my classmates would all. Uh, only draw. I mean, you know, uh, for for the for the for the girls, they would just would uh, draw. Uh, that time, um, 
uh, yung sikat pa noon yung mga ano yung mga Hello Kitty etc no so but, <laughs> parang i think we were only i think two or three in the class that drew yeah. something very uh, you know very significant hindi lang yeah. talaga siya you know pang uh, pang pang laro or you know uh, so that's why i think uh, in, during that time uh, at that early stage i had that uh, that drive already that passion yeah. And for a second grader, for for you to have that vivid dream, is is a blessing, right? Because the other things that we have encountered here in the show, for for hundreds of people that we've had here, is that the ones that actually make it all the way through and again end up being here in this show are the ones who never let go of that dream. Because the world is yeah. designed to tell you you can't do it, right? Okay. The world is going to tell you like, yeah, why are you? Why why do you want to be a president? You're just here in this mababang paralan somewhere. Right? They're going to tell you that you can't do it because they yeah. haven't. Yeah, yeah. Right? Now, I want to understand the one thing that also it takes are, is always persistence. And of course, the guidance yeah. to get there. Now, I want to understand how did you not let go of that dream? And what are the things you did to chase after that? What's that journey like, say, in college and also the first few jobs that you did? Yes. Um, as, I mean, uh, during that time, no, uh, I vividly I, I recall as well that I've been uh I'm so used to uh citing you know quotes no uh and the first quote that I that I fell in love with I mean that I really imbibed no, until this time okay. uh from grade two onwards was that uh this uh this uh quote say um that says uh for you to be successful it's just as simple know what you are doing love what you are doing and believe in what you are doing wow so that's why I am so whenever I uh, I want something to be done. Uh, I want to get things done. I want to make things happen. I really make sure to get it done quickly, as quick as possible. Nice. And because you know, because I think those are the three things, right? To mm-hmm. to uh, 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 to know what you're doing, to love what you're doing, and to believe in what you're doing. Because because otherwise, if you don't love it, if you don't believe in it, mm-hmm. uh, it's useless, right? So that is where the drive is, uh, and where is the passion will be coming from. Nice. Now. Let's just talk about a couple of stints that you did. Because again, if that was the passion, if you believed and you were gonna do it fast and know your headstrong and in, in yeah. the and I I I on the prize. Because again, um most people I guess may also have I mean everybody starts being hopeful and you know being idealistic. And then yeah. realism realism creeps in, and then some people just you know fall 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 by the wayside, they don't or again, they become one of yeah. everybody else. But for you, what are the things you did in terms of you know, acquiring skills and mentorship that helped you to position yourself to eventually come in? Because the first few jobs that you did, economist, senior researcher, and associate editor, this was in technically media and journalism, right? Yeah. And this is nowhere near what you're doing now at the fintechs. So I want to understand how that even went through. Well, that is that was my first job. No, um, uh, it was uh, my first mentor. Then was uh, Peter Wallace, and uh, I, that was the first time I was subjected to uh, to learn uh, uh, British English uh, in writing oh. your articles. Right, so that was the time uh, when I when I normally because at that time I was uh, associate editor and research so uh, research associate. And then, um, what it calls, we have three publications that time, and I was uh, assigned the political section. No? So I was writing the political articles. 
so um, every we were asked to uh, submit the, the drafts no? uh, every week. So normally at, until 12 midnight, and we have to wait for the you know for the comments no? uh, or edits from uh, from the editor from Peter Wallace. And in, during those times, I mean, of course, as a as a you know as a first time writer, uh, you know, I ha- I cannot actually see my I mean the, the black ink of that of that printed uh, paper, right? Because you could only see the the red marks. I mean, like, all, all the edits, no? You got butchered. Because, uh, you murder actually, scene. And, and practically, it's a it's a redo, right? So you yeah. just have to do do it again, right? But those are the learnings uh, that you that I really treasure now because um, along the way, these are the things that you would also be leaving, right? Uh, you it's, it's just like you know sharpening the saw, right? And, and being right. able to really you know improve yourself. And of course, at the end of the day, no one is perfect, right? So and that's why I really um, you know that has been my passion as well in terms of having to continuously learn from people continuously learn from you know from by, by, by reading books by reading articles etc and this is something that you could also be able to you know uh, uh, share with your with your colleagues with your yeah. you know even with your superiors uh, with your you know with, with anyone within your ecosystem right so I think this is something that must be uh, you know must be realized by, by by most people because I think what you said a while ago, I mean, especially if you are at a very young age, right? Uh, from, uh, fresh from college, uh, you're very much into you know that uh, that uh, what do you call this uh, idealist uh, mentality, right? So you want everything perfect, you want everything in order, etc. And I would also uh, uh, you know uh, call myself uh, or classify myself as being OC, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I really want to to see things in the right order in the right perspective um and that's why i think uh all of these experiences in my past uh work uh you know have actually you know uh uh given me that much um leeway in terms of really providing what's really the how you could be more creative Mm -hmm. in terms of dealing with reality right so if you can if you can't do uh option a definitely you have to have multiple options beyond option a option b option c right and exactly. being having that multiple options provides you so much uh uh elbow elbow room for creativity and you have to really uh imbibe that innov- innovative thinking and of course challenging yourself uh and making yourself really um better than yesterday right absolutely and i agree and again being a beginner is actually the, be- the the best point. And what you do at the beginning of your career is important because, again, you're going to mess it up. But you have to understand that great things take time, right? And being the idealist, and I, I, I advise everybody to never let go of that idealism because regardless of how messy or cruel the world can be, right? But if you just persist and keep your eye on the North Star, then, you know, especially if you're being mentor the right people uh those those little mistakes eventually will propel you and catapult you into a better future which happened to you as well all right you have an yeah. illustrious career in terms of you know getting multiple things and i want to just highlight a couple of stops because if we did this we need two episodes because you had an amazing <laughs> career here but couple things because again the 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 key operative word of your title now, Mr. Fintech. It's a mashup of fin finance and technology. I want to start, let's start with fin first. 
what was your first foray into finance in in at least probably the banking industry or anything related that that uh, you know gave you this experience again coming from journalism to finance that's not a natural progression that I typically see right because I see you know people who do BCG or consulting they eventually yeah, yeah. end up but this is a this is a very unique path you took. Well, uh, the Economist is practically, uh, you know, uh, a business, uh, you know, right. public. Right. Yes. So yes. practically, you know, uh, it, there's a how would I say it? Uh, in a way, a natural progression as well, or you could mm. actually uh, yeah. um, um, have that semblance of uh, being also into into the business spectrum, right? But uh, to your question, um, my first foray into uh, banking was when I uh, joined Land Bank of the Philippines. No? Uh, when I was I was one of the Fifteen uh, uh, particip- uh, participants of their pioneering global banking uh, wow. officers training program. No? Okay. Um, because the whole idea is to send those uh, graduates from that uh, training mm. program uh, to various parts of the of the world mm. as uh, you know as remittance uh, you know as, as global banking officers no? representing um, the la- the land bank of the Philippines uh, to provide you know uh, to push for remittances no uh, right. into the Philippines no? I mean catering to the overseas uh, Filipino market so the thing here is that uh, that was my first foray into into banking and that was that was my first uh, uh, engagement when it comes to me having to to deal with lots of uh, of uh, financial you know wow. transactions or or in it for products and services uh, mm-hmm. catering to you know even to uh, overseas Filipinos particularly right. on say uh, international remittances on international trade on uh, of course forex no I mean all of these things right mm-hmm. so um, and of course correspondent banking as well mm-hmm. so these are the things that really uh, would be my first, uh, you know, banking experience. And nice. then, uh, aside from that, of course, uh, when I move into uh, uh, to other, you know, other um, uh, jobs. No? Uh, right. For example, uh, we started the. Uh, I started the fintech uh, uh, business for the PLDP Group. No, under wow. Voyager. So that was the time that uh, uh, you know uh, we. Because that time, during that time, smart money was launched in two thousand. Yep. I joined uh, smart in two thousand, I think two thousand seven, uh, two thousand seven, uh, and you know, uh, we we also uh, I was handling the international business for smart money at that time. But mm-hmm. during that time, it was never called fintech. That was never that during those times. Yeah. That, Tech word was never used, no? right. uh, but I would say that uh, smart money, uh, the global pioneer when it comes to to mobile money, no? and um, and then of course because I was a returnee, no, I uh, right. I had I had two stints in smart, no, so mm-hmm. one is a uh, smart PLDT, and then uh, I was uh, I had a job overseas, and then I came back to the Philippines, and I was asked again yep. uh, by uh, Doyle, Doyle. Uh, yes. and of course MV, of course MVP. To go to return to uh, PLDT, and that that was the time when I joined Voyager Innovations, and of course we created Paymaya, etc. Um, and that's the that's the story now. No? So mm-hmm. I think uh, so that that really gave me that uh, you know that experience, and of course in between that would be my stint with Visa uh, in terms of me being a uh, the one leading the mobile uh, global mobile uh, payment. Right. 
uh, and that was a time. I think that was the the perk of my perks, some, some perks of my of my career at time that uh, in financial technology or in mm-hmm. fintech that I was able to visit uh, more than forty. What? Uh, 40, yeah, 40 countries. And uh, because I was handling, I was covering uh, Asia Pacific, uh, wow. uh, um, uh, MENA, Middle East and North Africa, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Latin America as well. So nice. I've been to Colombia, I've been to, uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, in various parts, of the, various parts of the world, even right. in Africa. So, I mean, Um, and of course, I learned a lot from all the implementations, various implementations in those markets, in those countries. But uh, of course, I mean, uh, there's no such thing as you know one formula in one yeah. country that would you know that would suit uh, the needs of one country of one jurisdiction. Right. So it really depends on the culture. It depends on the needs and wants of the people that you're targeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it depends on uh, practically you know a lot of uh, factors, right? So that's why you cannot just You know, uh, copy copy paste uh, one initiative in one country and and bring it here in the Philippines. And that that's totally uh, something that again that that's totally valid because I've seen I've heard similar stories of repatriates coming from emerging markets, seeing oh this country did this and it thrived, this country did, yeah, yeah. did this and it thrived, say in Africa or say Laos or Cambodia, yeah, yeah. which is yeah, yeah. technically again. Very similar, probably even less than the or, or far worse than what we have in terms of infra in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. Because one thing that's very also um, advantageous for us is the Filipino diaspora that's spread out across the world, the OFWs, right, or migrant yeah. Filipinos that always send money back. But there's one thing that also I want to understand that's probably unique to you. So you've seen what's possible into the world. Yeah, but when you come back and become a repatriate, and now you understand that you know what we can actually get this to kaya pala, right? You come in, and again, you're now inspired with this this, this treasure trove of knowledge that you know what's possible. What are the things you started doing and you started looking for in terms of factors to replicate that type of success that you've seen overseas for here? Because I'm pretty sure a lot of what you're doing. What you did before is still valid till now, and what you're doing for RCBC. Yeah. Well, I think the good thing there is that you learn from all of these markets. You all uh, you learn from all of these implementations. You know now, uh, you know the you know the causes for I mean the 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 factors for success or yeah. I mean the the points of failures. I mean, in with that, you could now experiment on on something. Uh, say for example, whatever. Say for example, the implementation in uh, in in Colombia, for example, uh, may uh, you know, and some of the uh, success factors may be from Kenya or from Nigeria right. or from Argentina, etc. That you could now mix uh, and practically have a hybrid type of implementation. Mm. So it is something that uh, you could now uh, you, you know you know, for example, in this case, um, RCBC is benefiting from it because these uh, these are some of tested. Uh, right. Uh, market tested implementations, right? Mm-hmm. So, and that's why again, a part of uh, you know the things that we're doing here in RCBC is in the digital space is really being agile, right? Being mm-hmm. always flexible and uh, uh, and aggressive and alert every time, right? So right. it's more of how you can. Uh, I mean, I think two things, no, uh, speed and scale, right? right? So you have to always be uh, quick in terms of execution and be able to. Uh, gain market market traction. 
That's amazing. All right. Now, when we let's take our first break, and when we come back, I now want to dissect and do a deep dive of your journey of how you became again the CIO of of, of RCBC Digital and also the digital transformation officer because it's never easy to be that guy who forces the, the uh, a whole conglomerate to become digital. And also, I want to again understand what you guys are doing in RCBC. But let's talk about that more after the break. And we're back in the break. We are still with Lito Villanueva again, who then told us what his journey was like. Very, very inspiring. Uh, because again, what 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 Filipino uh, startups and Filipino tech leaders here, uh, those successful ones that I've seen, have always been exposed to global or at least regional excellence. Because un- until you get that epiphany, then you real- you're looking at a tunnel vision only on what you have. You have like a a uh, very narrow view of what can possibly happen. But Lito was able to do that. And I want to understand now how you really got into fintech. Because around 2017, in between your, again, well, before you went into uh, Yuchenko, or, or I mean RCBC, you started as the founding chairman as of Fintech Alliance. And that's also the time when crypto started booming, when all these fintech companies are starting to come in and thrive, what was that like, and why did you build this in, 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 uh, organization? Um, at the time of uh, the late PSD uh, governor Nesting Espinilla, right. uh, he's also one of my mentors, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been talking about how we can, uh, you know, challenge uh, the industry uh, in terms of pushing for massive digitalization of financial transactions. And of course, this is within the, uh, you know, uh, that context of us being able to push for an inclusive digital uh, Philippines. No? Mm-hmm. So the thing here is now how we can push for financial inclusion, how we can promote uh, further uh, digital transformation. Right. So what happened then was... Uh, there was no single representation uh, of the fintech of the growing fintech industry. Wow. So I uh, I had a, I had a, of course uh, with a series of discussions with uh, then the late governor uh, then uh, sorry Nesting uh, uh, Espinilla. Yeah. Uh, you know I, I came to know him uh, when he was still uh, the uh, deputy governor of PSP at that time. So we started talking about it, and I said, you know, why is it that of course banks are well represented? I mean, other other, other industry players are represented, but the, the growing or the emerging industry or emerging uh, a sector of fintech is not. No? And yeah. we've been talking about uh, digitalization, and of course that industry would be a catalyst uh, to really uh, info uh, to really uh, push that forward. So that was the time when, uh, in 2017, uh, 2017, uh, 2017, that we um, we came up with uh, with that fintech alliance. In fact, um, uh, the other members of the, uh, the founding members of the uh, alliance, uh, you know, came up, uh, you know, met actually invited me for dinner so to talk wow. about it, right? To talk about it, um, and then actually th- this these two organizations. Uh, mm. Uh, invited me you know, uh, to a meeting for for dinner to talk about. So, but unfortunately, I wasn't able to attend uh, uh, any of those meetings. No, uh, okay. but I was surprised uh, to hear that I was uh, elected uh, chairman in absentia. Oh wow! <laughs> so that was that, that. So the moral story there is that 
don't uh, ever be absent no uh, in in meetings or in gatherings because uh, normally you will be the you will be the victim oh, right so oh so you have no choice there you're chairman already <laughs> yeah so that's why i think yeah i mean um that's why i'm thankful uh, to all the members of the alliance and mm. and we were able to grow this uh, uh quickly no uh, to yeah. become yeah, a you know um a uh, premier thought leader uh, when it comes to uh, uh, fintech. No? Yeah. Uh, that's why we've been. Thinking, that's why the regulators, even uh, even Congress, no, both houses mm. of Congress, the Senate and the House, uh, have been uh, you know uh, asking or requesting the fintech alliance for comments uh, on the draft uh, resolute draft circulars or draft regulations or yeah. uh, or draft bills by Congress. So mm. and because we are now providing them with our insights, our recommendations, and these are and these are the things that would really make the alliance to be a an industry uh you know uh, uh catalyst no in terms yeah. of bringing about bringing about bringing change uh in in our society and that's true because again just a couple of episodes back just a few weeks ago we had the opportunity to actually look at uh, the philippine startup ecosystem as a whole and there's this iron triangle that they see and the three components of that iron triangle is logistics, e-commerce, and obviously fintech. That's what's propelling the new wave of Philippine startups, and the reason why we're thriving. The biggest ones uh, in this in, in this ecosystem are propelled by those those that infra that was built years ago. That apparently now we're we're just reaping the benefits, but the the seeds were planted almost five years ago by you. Now I want to understand from that point of view, when you then went to the Yuchenko Group and RCBC, and because you're, again, you're wearing two hats here, right? Other than CIO, you also had to transform uh, the whole company digitally, right? What was it like back then? Uh, and what were the biggest challenges you, come, you came in with? And what are the initial things you started doing from the get-go to prepare them to, again, reap the benefits? Because again, just in 2020, 2021 alone, I'll just uh, flex you guys a little bit. RCBC already received over 10 digital banking awards and recognition, right? You don't do that by accident. The seeds were planted early, but what were those things you had to change and you had to do very early on? Um, well, the good thing with RCBC and YGC, you know, uh, of course, the first time they asked me to, you know, to join uh, the the company, of course, I had to research about about RCBC and YGC. They're parking. Start to work. Oh, because uh, yeah. RCBC Plaza is a is an iconic, <laughs> iconic uh, one, you know, one uh, of the deepest basements I know in the world, man. Up to B seven, <laughs> so on. So, oh my God, the, the thing here is that um, uh, what I really like about it is that uh, the principals, no, I mean the chairperson, uh, the, the the you know the the present CEO, and you know the members of the board, the mem- senior management, and even the the people. Uh, you know, uh, within RCBC and YGC, are very much um, open about new ideas, right? So, because it would be very difficult for you to uh, uh, instill innovation or to uh, you know to even initiate something different that would um, uh, disrupt them. Because my main challenge to them is that don't wait for disruptors to disrupt you. Let's disrupt ourselves. You have to disrupt yourself. Because uh, whether you like it or not, 
you know, there you will be disrupted because of the changing landscape, right? So, uh, and I was surprised, of course, I was pleasantly surprised that, you know, the chairperson, uh, you know, uh, uh, the matriarch, uh, Ellen Yucheng, could be, um, is very much open to that. And he and she, wow. she really wants uh, new challenges, right? Mm. Uh, and of course, she's very much, uh, you know, well read about, uh, you know, the digitalization uh, landscape, uh, not only in the Philippine banking industry, but worldwide, right? Yeah. So, and, you know, you really have, and the only per permanent thing in this world is change, right? So you really have to make things happen as quick as possible. And of course, the management and of course the people here uh, in RCBC. And of course, what happened then was um, during that time uh, in my, I think my uh, my first five months uh, in the job, um, you know, I, uh, you know, normally one initiative uh, or project proposal would, have, would be subjected to around four to five uh, different yeah. board committees. No, um, So practically half of those uh, half of the membership of those committees will be the same people anyway, right? So, and that actually <laughs> drags or delays your initiative because in digital, it has, it, you know, the, the element of agile. speed, right? And, you know, agility must be there, right? So, um, and the good thing here is that when I suggested to them, to the chairperson, to management, to the present CEO, that why not create a digital uh, committee, a single wow. committee that will just uh, assess uh, or very uh, or you know or or just listen or you know uh, and vet your uh, your proposal your initiative and could quickly come up with decisions so that That's so amazing. that you could execute it. So mm -hmm. I think we are the first uh, bank uh, to create such a digital committee. Right. So if just imagine from five committees before now down to five to now down to one. Wow. Uh, so that's why you could now uh, execute things at a much faster pace. That's an amazing innovation because, again, the the, the biggest knock on uh, big conglomerates is, again, bureaucracy. That that comes with the yes. territory. But if you now dwindle down from five steps into one, now you can easily execute. But again, yes. uh, approval is just step one. Two, yeah. three, the second one and the hardest one, uh, second and third is always buy-in from the the people on the ground because, again, people... Especially in when they started getting used to things, you know, yeah. there's always gonna be friction, right? Yeah. And then the second, third thing is who's gonna do it, right? Because you can't just like say, all right, you, you've been doing this for 15 years, you need to do things this way now. So yeah, yeah. there's gonna be massive transformation that too. So how did you get that buy-in? What what type of people did you get in order to build the stuff that you wanted to build already? Ah. Uh. I think you you're very right on that one. Um, mm. Definitely, uh, there has been uh, the expectation would be there would be friction, there would be some issues because in any transformation, uh, of course, number one, I think there would be cultural yes. uh, and behavioral change, right? Correct. So because uh, I call that the, the force of habit, right? Because you know mm. we've been doing this for the past sixty years, why change it now? Blah blah blah, right. etc. So mm. I call that. That's why when I was asked, uh, what is the Tagalog term of uh, habit? I said. I my answer to that question before, uh, if I may recall, uh, that's the sanayness of doing Correct. things, right? Ugali. So because mm -hmm. ugali, nakasanayan na, nakagawian na, etc. Mm -hmm. And that actually hurts your organization because right. uh, if you're still within your comfort zones, mm -hmm. then there will be no uh, the the you know the 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 what do you call this the space for for you know for an upgrade or for improvement will be very very limited. So mm -hmm. to your point, what what we did what we did was that it is not you know, transformation in trust is not just about technology. It's not just about platform. It's about people, 
right? Yes. It's about process, right? So you have to revisit the processes. Uh, and of course, for example, there were cases like, you know, we, you know, we cannot do this. We cannot do this because that the, there's a policy on this. So why, why, why not revisit the policy? Correct. You know, why can't we change the policy? So cheta mm-hmm. cheta, because to, uh, because at the end of the day, uh, this, um, you know, maybe decades old policies could now be ripe for revisiting, right? For revision, right. cheta. Mm-hmm. So that's why what we did is that, of course. The potential fear of those people who could be, in, uh, who would have that that anxiety that oh we are going digital so I might I might lose my job or I might uh, not be you know uh, I will have I will be in a danger zone of a potential retrenchment or something but but that but that did not happen in RCBC nice. what we did was that did retooling reskilling upskilling of our wow. people right so and thanks to our HR who's been into that as well. And uh, we are also the uh, first bank who have a massive uh, uh, customer centricity uh, initiative nice. uh, in place, right? Mm-hmm. So, and because at the end of the day, the, the the core of your business is to provide awesome customer experience. Absolutely. And again, in, in a digital age, that's what makes or breaks you, right? doesn't matter what policies you have, but if the customer is having a hell of a time, just trying to do basic functionalities. Again, especially now, there's so many options. And if you're not going to give them an amazing time to actually make them use your product, it's going to be very difficult. And that's what I want to start talking about. What are the products that you built? And what are the, the end result of that transformation that you did? Because again, you ain't going to get awards two years after yeah. if you did mm-hmm. not do something right. And uh, let's flex uh, here what, what you guys did to make that experience amazing for your customers. Yes. Well, um, you, um, in fact, you know, we're also, again, pleasantly surprised that we are reaping all of these accolades, these recognitions, I mean, in two straight uh, in a row, uh, uh, during, at the height of the pandemic, right? Being innovative uh, is an understatement because sometimes, or most of the time, for you to be innovative, you have to be crazy, right? <laughs> so, and uh, that's why uh, I was told by a lot of people, Lito, why would you even launch a, a product in the middle of a lockdown? Uh, remember, this project was launched in July 2020, 2020 right. uh, in a hard lockdown. So, supposedly, it was... The original launch was uh, supposedly March uh, March 20, Correct. but uh, the the first ECQ was declared on March 16. Yeah. So we were forced to cancel all the the I mean the, the, the actual physical launch etc. Mm. So we had to delay it, uh, and of course uh, the the next question would be uh, when will this pandemic uh, be over? So when can we reschedule the launching? Yeah. So and they was told Rito, it, it's an, uh, it's indefinite because it's the virus and we, <laughs> yeah. uh, we still are looking for the vaccines etc etc. So of course we cannot wait until you know until kingdom kingdom come to mm-hmm. you know for that for that virus to to dissipate. But of course until now we're seeing you know various uh, variants no emerging. Exactly. So that's why you really have so the learning there was that you really have to uh, meet the challenge head on. Right. Mm. I have to I have to launch this now in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, and I was, that's why I was told Lito, no, no, uh, no company ever launched a product in the middle of a crisis. <laughs> but, I, but I told them that you can actually be, uh, you know, you can actually be 
a hero in you know uh, exactly. during during times like this right mm-hmm. in, a, in a crisis and of course i was praying so hard about it of course uh, uh, to make sure that this would be a successful uh launch and of course yep. you know for a fact that uh, aside from it being revolutionary that it is the first of its kind uh you know the first uh in the world to to have a uh, to, uh, that we have a taglish uh and Cebuano, uh, financial inclusion right. app, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is actually actually uh, and and also launched during the pandemic. After thirty days from launch, uh, we had uh, more than a million mobile app downloads. And what? Yeah. So if you are to that's actually the 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 biggest so far mm-hmm. amongst all the, uh, in, uh, mobile apps. No? If you are to yeah. other mobile apps when they started way back, I mean you know mm-hmm. in twenty. 20- Year 2000, year 2004. Right. I mean, check their uh, mobile app downloads. I mean, during those times, mm-hmm. uh, in you know, uh, on on month one, right? But during those times, uh, uh, year because mobile apps came into being only uh, in the latter part of uh, 2000. No? So, but during those times, we are only using feature phones. So you Correct. cannot download any app anyway, right? So mm-hmm. and it is uh, it, it is an SDK based uh, uh, app, as SDK based uh, product, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why I think with that, uh, in the in the next uh, five months, it was also the first uh, mobile app to have um, uh, to have uh, customers or active users in all eighty one provinces of the country. Wow! Right. And Talk about inclusion, out- right there. Precisely. So that's why we're very happy about it because that has been the intention uh, at the onset of the initiative, right? To to cater to the rural folks, to cater to the unbanked and reserved. And seven out of ten, uh, you know, uh, transactors or users are actually from from the provinces, and seventy percent of them are really outside uh metro manila so this is something that uh would really uh you know uh, uh how would i say it um beyond those awards beyond those recognitions beyond those trophies or plaques for example would be the appreciation of your target market exactly. uh the, the the mere fact that we are using it the mere fact that we have downloaded the app the mere fact that it actually changed the lives right. uh would, would really mean so much to us uh mm-hmm. beyond so that's why I think um, you know these awards, these recognitions uh, kept on coming, uh, and I think they've seen how we were able to uh, you know, contribute to society. Mm-hmm. And of course, at the end of the day, uh, you know, with all of these things happening around us, uh, the only you know the only aim or the only objective that we have is really to you know to uh, to have a dent in the lives of the Filipinos to to be able to contribute to uh, to uplift their lives. And of course, we have seen quite a number of um, stories or testimonials, for example, of some of our customers that, you know, for example, a grade, uh, a 22, uh, sorry, a 26-year-old guy okay. uh, who just finished grade 8. What? So, out of school youth, siya, pero mm-hmm. 28 years old, siya, pero he only finished grade 8. Mm-hmm. But it was the first time that he uh, ever had a bank account. Wow. And you'll be surprised that uh, his interest, uh, he already earned from interest uh, about 900 pesos no, from the time that he he opened the account. That's so because good. Because we, 
because we provide 3.25% interest on deposits no, up to 48,000 nice. pesos. So, I mean, that gives you, I mean, I, I was, uh, they, they were telling us that uh, he used to just uh, keep it in, uh, you know, of course, the usual, right? No? Uh, uh, Tiyatago sa iunan, Altansha, etc. But normally, eh, you know, after pagkailangan emer- emergency, etc. But this is the first time that we are now uh, trusting no, the, the digital uh, products for for their financial uh, needs, and and that's great because again, if you really make it super easy to use, people will use it, right? And that's that again the definition of product market fit. And I bet you know even your KYC, the create account account creation, yeah, yeah. and whatnot, basic functionalities that you know if you really didn't, you have a customer first, and again have the infra to actually build it. A lot I've seen a lot of people try, but a lot of people fail too because again, you you build. You build an app, but even the back-end, you know, KYC process takes forever. You know, yeah, you're yeah, making yeah. it so difficult for a customer to actually use an app, then it won't cut through. It's like, okay, an app, but it's still the same experience as if I went <laughs> over, over the counter, then what the hell is the problem? <laughs> precisely, precisely. But what were those little things you actually changed in, in the process that made the guy, uh, guys like that guy who finished again, 26-year-old, eighth grader, yeah. Be able to use again across the country. That that's amazing. Yes. Well, um, I, I I totally believe about uh, you know language being another barrier to entry, right? So mm. uh, it is. I think um, you know that's why the most of the comments of our uh, of our users would be you know uh, they saw this cartek as if uh, the app is just talking to them. So it's yeah. because it's conversational, no? uh, and because we don't want because I think for me. Uh, in creating a product, uh, it is not about you providing the how would say it? you are not you are not presenting your product to impress your customer. You are present you are offering the product for them to appreciate your product, for them to understand the product. Because if you are there only just to impress or just to wow them na uh, or just parang ano na parang uh, nakaka nato uh, Naka-intimidate, no? Uh, masyado nang, no? Hindi ko maintindihan yung English nito, hindi ko, <laughs> yung, navig- yung how to navigate the app, etc. Right. So, if you could, it's, I think the, it boils down to being simple. No? Uh, you really have to make it simple because, you know, ang, ang, ang mga kababayan natin, mga Filipinos, especially in rural areas, I mean, they are, you know, they're simple people. They just, ayaw nila ng hassle, ayaw nila ng, ng ano, ayaw nila ng, Nang, nang stress no or, yeah. so they just want to see things in a you know in a very simple way a simple yeah. manner so that's the, that's the whole thing and how you could actually put yourself into the shoes of the customer so you know whenever you develop a product dapat ikaw yung mismo ano yung ano sa tingin ko ang ang ang, ang maganda dito but of course your persona may be may not be the persona of your target market that's why exactly. you really have to uh, understand the personas uh, of your target market. For example, in RCBC, I think we're one of the very few banks in the country today that would have two mobile apps, two separate mobile apps. Mm-hmm. One app for the mass affluent and one app for the mass market. Because these two mm-hmm. segments are, you know, uh, are, really, yeah. are, are, are very much different, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. while you have 2% of the mass affluent and 98% mass market, uh, yeah. pero ang value nung, nung Transaction opera is still not sa yes. mass affluent because they are, you know, again, affluent. Niya, the alta. They have the money. Mm-hmm. The alta, diba? But those people in the mass uh, market, they are 
huge in number in terms of headcount, uh, but the values would be very little, right? So, but again, I believe in being able to pull that together and provide that uh, massive uh, volume for, for, for the business. That is amazing. All right, now let's take our last break. And when we come back, let's pay it forward because I, I couldn't have asked for a better season ender for this year. But let's talk about that more after the break. And we're back from the break. We are still with Lido Villanueva again of uh, YGC. Wow, because I, I, I usually take your Chenko group. It's, uh, apparently, you can just say YGC. And of course, RCBC Digital. But again, I also want to deep dive. Again, you, you gave us already an idea that there's two apps. But what about the RCBC online account opening process? Has it been easier? And how, how, how easy is this thing uh, now more than ever? Because I've... Over the pandemic, I think I've done, opened more accounts in fintech, whether it's crypto or banking, whatever. I don't even know. But one thing that I always use, and that's why I have a Discartic account, um, is the ones that are make it so easy for me to create an account and start putting my money there. But how did you guys do it specifically for the onboarding of these users for RCBC Online? Yes, uh, good thing you, you asked that question. Uh, of course, for RCBC, uh, we, we now call RCBC online retail as uh, RCBC digital app. No? Mm. And uh, we were able to introduce uh, a number of um, uh, pioneering features no, inside the app. In fact, uh, as I've said, no, pioneering is the first time that we are, that we are uh, introducing those features in in the in the market for example uh you know uh, features like uh, send cash features like uh qr uh you know uh, parties withdrawal via qr mm. and uh and you know uh, uitf placement via the mobile app and the first digital ema or uh investment management account opening no? everything done through the uh through your devices no? wow. so the whole thing the whole thinking here is that uh from the time that we were able to develop all of this initial uh this new new pioneering uh features no uh, we, of the uh, of the app and in fact what we did what we've done thus far is really on how we can migrate no most of the branch-based transactions to digital yeah. And my good news to you is that around 50 to 60 percent no, of what? our branch-based transactions are now uh, digital, no? Because wow. I think that's the whole uh, proposition anyway, right? So because mm-hmm. of restricted mobility, while we are now on alert level two, while uh, uh, we are easing restrictions, uh, of course, the virus is still there, right? So you right. still have to uh, conform with the health protocols. So that's why we came up with. Uh, you know, uh, the, what we call the uh, new-to-bank uh, account onboarding. No? Mm-hmm. So any Filipino who would want to open an RCT account, uh, you know, could just actually do it online. And practically, uh, in a matter of few clicks, you'll be able to create an account without mm-hmm. you have to... Uh, have an initial deposit, no, uh, and you could immediately create an uh, RCBC account. So, the 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 whole we are biased in, in so far as having to really make sure that the customers would be the priority, you know, uh, and in making sure that we can we can provide a delightful uh, customer experience. So, I think these are some of the things that we've done thus far, and I think from the time that we launched this um, initiatives, yeah. we have seen the exponential growth, you know, in terms of transaction value and volume uh, for our city. That's amazing. And again, um, if you're able to launch full on and get one million downloads over in, in the middle of a pandemic, where mm-hmm. 
you must uh, you must have done really uh, something right because the, those downloads won't matter at all and if you lost those those downloads uh, eventually but again pretty sure the funnel looks healthy because if they download they create an account and 81 provinces across the philippines have already used this then i don't see a reason why it will not work now i want to understand also in terms of the concept of again you you mentioned about buy in and you had to upskill people but one 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 ugali or one habit that's hard to change is the is procrastination and let's say it again regardless of where it is startup conglomerate whatever your biggest enemy is your bad habits that you've accumulated over yourself so again uh, we can call it the manana a habit and whatnot but how did you curb this in in RCBC? Because especially if your transaction deal flow is so much faster now because there's no need for uh, to delay financial transactions yeah. and everything else just needs to have to happen di- digitally, those things, uh, the, those transactions happen faster. And if you are still a sitting duck and you're not ready to take on those customers with that old school mindset, it's going to be difficult. How did you guys curb the manana habit and transform that from your people as well? Well, uh, in fact, it is not just in RCBC, but uh, if you are to look at the industry and if you are to check on the statistics from the Banco Central ng Pilipinas, okay. you have seen the exponential growth when it comes to uh, digital payments mm-hmm. or transactions. Uh, but you have also seen that the, uh, the dramatic decline no? uh, in ATM transactions and in uh, uh, the use of checks. Okay. Wow. So, because that is the well, that should be the thing anyway. Mm-hmm. In when you are to push for digital transformation, that's why we have also seen this in RCBC. So, uh, very few people now are uh, doing ATM transactions because they would now prefer to do uh, transfers using their mobile apps, right? Mm-hmm. So instead of them having to go to an ATM, because they are also quite afraid of touching the ATM machines, right? <laughs> yes. Because you might get the virus, right? Correct. And even the paper bill, you know, that actual currency, yes. the actual peso bills, right? Or even mm-hmm. the coins. And, and and that's why we've seen that exponential growth there. And even for uh, for checks, no? So mm-hmm. now we also introduce the, uh, what we call the mobile check deposit. So you don't mm-hmm. need to go to any branch to uh, in cash or to even deposit any check issued to you by any bank yeah. or by, 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 by any bank and you could just take a photo of that check and wow. you know and have that deposited to your RCBC account so that mm-hmm. is part of the RCBC digital app that is present right now so all of these things mm-hmm. uh, are actually integrated into a holistic uh, digital uh, strategy on uh, what we call uh, you know hyper personalization and mm. contextual banking right mm. when you say hyper personalization it's more of uh, you know in the philippine context uh, we want uh, it's high tech uh, uh, yet uh, high touch yes you know? so it's a hybrid right so mm. sometimes you still have to um, spoon feed them uh, just to teach them how to do it but along the way they will be accustomed to it that's why you know i think uh, you are you you've been born you know in the in the i don't know 80s batang but, 90s batang 90s batang, right. batang 90s so, <laughs> batang 90s but when when atm uh, was this was uh, introduced no right. um you know it, there was a very there were 
there was a uh uh call this uh low take up no of uh, atm no because yeah. they were they were quite afraid of uh you know of uh, dealing of uh, using the atm that time right. that diba, yun, uh, it started with it with express net yes. the bank net diba? remember but but nowadays but during those times i mean talagang ginagawa namang wallet na ng tao yung atm diba okay. we we'll give it to ng 200 dito 500 so ginawang wallet na yung ATM. <laughs> that's me <laughs> oh diba so but ganun ganun diba so that's why ngayon uh, may mga charge na yung mga kahit balance inquiry etc so the thing here is that now it is now more convenient na na to do ev- do all your transactions using your mobile phone because you can do it 24 by 7 right anytime anywhere so and in this case uh yun nga parang yung adoption rate nung no ATM that time uh na dati walang gumagamit ngayon sobra-sobrang gumagamit but at uh, decline na rin siya because there is a new uh, alternative channel by which you can do your financial transactions which is via your mobile device okay now let's look into the future a little bit Because again, let's just say that I think the worst. Are, hopefully, this Omicron variant doesn't bamboozle us further again into lockdown city. But let's just say again, this pandemic is in its last few things. I think COVID will be endemic, but it won't be as fatal as it was because of the vaccines and now there's oral medications that are available soon. What does the future look? immediate future look like for RCBC because again you've done such an amazing job making everything digital and I think again people now then realize that because of this pandemic you know what I need to go to the bank and waste one hour of my time but again the world will start opening up again and I'm pretty sure everybody's preparing for that again but how are you guys preparing for this hybrid future that again will entail the worst I mean the best that we've learned through the pandemic but there's always going to be changes again because we as we start opening up you know the world will soon return to normal how will that look like for you guys yeah well uh um just to echo what our president said no uh, eugene severo i mean uh, rcbc is a 61 year old uh bank no right. and uh we've been you know our our aim is to really uh and we are at that three the aim but our positioning right now is rcbc as a challenger bank right uh because as a challenger bank uh you are actually ensuring that what you have uh what you have what we have in terms of products and services would be you know at, at par with the rest of the other uh you know players in the industry or even you know even much better or superior or be a pioneering player in the industry right so that's why uh, as you've seen uh in the past two years no uh, during the during the pandemic mm. uh we are very thankful that we have uh, been recognized by by various regional and global uh, award giving bodies for the things that we've been doing uh in the in RCBC and i think uh, aside from all of those recognitions uh we the, the greatest recognition would always be coming from our customers uh the mere fact that they are you know patronizing us the mere fact that they are doing transactions with us uh the mere fact they're using us i mean it would be a, a testament of the things that we are doing and i think i think that those things are on the right track right so these are the things that we are very much proud about and humbled uh to be sharing with you and of course uh for the future of rcbc uh we see rcbc to be you know a, a main uh Uh, a premier digital uh, or virtual, uh, uh, you know, uh, bank, no, to uh, pro- to provide the best digital service 
to every Filipino in the Philippines. All right. Well, I'll just circle back before we end this great year of 2021. Um, and again, as my season ender, I, w- I want to find out one thing or a couple of things, actually. Um, when, you, when we started this episode, you said you wanted to be president, right? You had the eye on the prize. And I'm pretty sure there are going to be, there were challenges along the way. You know, like, ah, can I still be that, that, that guy, that, that successful yeah. guy and whatnot. How did you keep that dream alive through all this time? Because again, a lot of people, especially hustlers, regardless of who you are, some people just give up on their own dream. That their yeah. sole mission was to protect it and nurture it. Yeah. In your, in your whole journey, Dito, I want to understand what are the things that you did to, to make sure that dream comes into reality, both I guess emotionally and mentally. I think I mean the 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 the, the physical work is, you can already see it, but inside, I want to understand what did you do inside your brain and your heart to nurture that. I like that question very much. Actually, that made me think. Now, um, I think that if we are to uh, if, if you are to look back uh, at that second grade, no, uh, when yeah. I told you about me drawing that presidential car mm-hmm. i think that was more of a symbolism mm-hmm. uh and that dream is still you know i think i've realized that dream now uh of being able to provide that that impetus or that you know that uh that um mark or yeah. creating that dent in society right <laughs> so i think that's why when you say talk about presidential car it doesn't mean that you are you should be in malacanang or you should be the president of the philippines but i think it's more of a symbolism of what you are now doing in society so i think i i think at this age uh, i'm turning gold next year okay <laughs> and i think uh, from the time that was grade two and now at uh, uh, the age 50 by next year i think this is a realization that that dream of a presidential car was more of a symbolism and that I have actually achieved that dream mm-hmm. uh, as I turn 50 next year. Amazing. But are there any pro tips? Because again, uh, a, lot, a lot of people that listen to show are in their 20s, early 30s. They're probably struggling and thinking like, can I still keep the dream alive and whatnot? What were those things you did to keep that dream alive? You can keep that dream alive. I mean... Uh, and as, as I've said, I mean, if you're very clear with that vision, with that dream, with that, you know, uh, uh, with that mindset, uh, that no matter what, you can actually do it. You can, you know, that's why I believe in the uh, in, uh, in power thinking. It's, not, it's beyond positive thinking, right? Mm-hmm. So it's power thinking is really creating uh, that scenario or that you know that initiative or that event in your life mm-hmm. uh, that must happen right so right. And, and actually because of that you know because of that positivism because of this positive energy right. uh you can we can we can really make it happen right? right so that's why uh in in amidst all of this um stress uh you know uh you know anxieties uh mm-hmm. surrounding us i mean uh you should always you know exert effort to be positive uh and that is that will really drive you because that is not only for your personal health but also for your mental health right so because otherwise um if you're so negative about things if you are so concerned about little things i mean that will really you know because again sabi nga di ba uh you only live once right (laughs) So make the most, yeah, make the, make the most out of it, right? So okay. it's something that 
uh, I think even our millennials, no, our Gen Z uh, um, individuals would definitely, uh, you know, uh, be able to imbibe. And I think this is something that we should, you know, at least, you know, take into take, take to heart no, in terms mm-hmm. of uh, how they would want themselves to be successful. All right. Last question. You've had an amazing career, but I think your, your, your best is not yet behind you. You're still going to do a lot more great things. Uh, in, in the next coming years. But if you just look back over the years and years that you've gotten to, what's the best advice you've ever received from someone in, in regards to your career that, that, that still sticks through you mm. to, to this year, to this day? Never give up. Yes. That's amazing. Despite, yeah, despite all challenges, despite all hurdles, uh, despite all failures, uh, it is not a matter of the, the number of times you fall, but the number of times you rise. Right? So, uh, and and you, it's more of uh, I think that's the learning that I I got from lots of my of my mentors. That is amazing! What a great season and what a great year! I couldn't have thought of a better guest. Wrap this baby up again. Thanks, Lito, for being our penultimate guest for this year it will be back don't worry we're never gonna shut down it's gonna be forever as long as i can talk i'll be doing hustle share but lito before we let you go invite people over and what's next for rcbc digital in the next coming years or at least months month 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 yes. to come, especially in 2022 yes, yes definitely and uh, thank you thank you again also for for having me uh as your year ender mm-hmm. uh episode but i think uh or i would like to invite all filipinos no uh uh, enterprising Filipinos. I mean, those of you who are who would want to have a seamless uh, banking experience, uh, we are inviting you to try RCBC Digital uh, by downloading the app and be able to uh, experience how RCBC banking is uh, in terms of providing you that awesome or delightful customer experience. And definitely, in a matter of few clicks, you'll be able to get your account immediately and begin transacting. That Thank you. is amazing. Again, thanks you very much, Lito. But before I let you go, follow us on whatever podcast app you're listening to, whether it's uh, Spotify or Apple Podcasts or any podcast app, just follow us or subscribe. And again, if we did say some jargon, don't worry, we got, we're going to have that in the show note on hustleshare.com. And if you want to be part of the community, it's going to be the Hustleshare community on Facebook. And thank you, everybody, for listening to my voice, my annoying little voice for another year. But again, Lito, thank you very much. Thank you so much. All right, I'll see you guys in next season. Peace. Hey, Hustlers, it's time to talk business once again, and we're excited to share a bit more info about our sponsors, Sprout Solutions. And again, just like what I said at the start of the episode, you should check out Sprout's Payroll Starter as you grow your own startup. Because this bundle that they have is literally what you need to take your startup to the next level as you grow your employees. And this bundle is your key to freedom, including payroll outsourcing to experts, a subscription to timekeeping and attendance software, and government compliance services. Sprout's Payroll Starter has you covered for payroll, BIR, SSS, and taxes. All the stuff that no founder loves to do. So let Sprout handle the busy work and say goodbye to lines and tax payment stress. All this for as low as 
5,000 pesos. Again, that's just 5,000 pesos all in for your payroll in HR needs. So visit sprout.eh payroll-starter-monthly-5k or again, just click the link in the description box of this episode to elevate your business management game. And again, big thank you to Sprout Solutions liberating your time for what truly matters. Hey hustlers, wish there was an easy way to open a bank account and grow your money without the hassle of lengthy application process and income documents? Well, I got good news because today's sponsor, Uno Digital Bank, is here to help you achieve your financial goals. You can easily open an account with the Uno app in just five minutes and one valid ID. And as one of the six digital banks licensed by the Banco Central ng Filipinas, the company is committed to providing customers with simpler, better, and more accessible banking. Last year, Uno Bank was recognized by the Asia Banking and Finance Awards and bagged the title Open Banking Initiative of the Year due to the success of its partnership with Gcash, one of the Philippines' leading mobile wallet platforms. And with the Uno mobile app, you can access an hashtag UnoReady savings account and enjoy daily interest crediting. With their hashtag UnoEarn or hashtag UnoBoost time deposit accounts, you can enjoy a high interest rate of up to 6.5% per annum. Enjoy monthly payouts with hashtag UnoEarn and flexible tenors with hashtag UnoBoost. Other app features include pay bills, the Uno Virtual Debit MasterCard, life insurance, scan and pay with QRPH, and phones. And the one thing that I really love about Uno Digital Bank is they're open to collaborate with a lot of Filipino startups. I've had a chance to see the partnerships that they've had lined up with the startups that they have, and it's truly exciting to see how a digital bank like Uno can enable startups to unlock the power of fintech through digital banking. So if you're ready to elevate your banking experience, download the Uno mobile app today from the Google Play Store or App Store. Or if you want to collaborate with them, I'll be happy to give you an intro. Just shoot us an email at hello at huffleshare.com. Hey, hustlers. I hope you're having a great 2024 so far. As you know, a lot of startups had a very challenging 2023, and hopefully things are going to do better this year for a lot of us. Not just because it's the year of the dragon, but also because our sponsor, Dragon Pay, is here to help your startups process payments in the most efficient way. Established in 2010, Dragon Pay empowers businesses of all sizes to accept and disperse payments through secure and convenient channels, giving your customers the flexibility to choose the payment method that suits them best. With over 85 partner channels, 35,000 partner branches nationwide, including QRPH, e-wallets, crypto, buy now, pay later, and many more. They also process an astonishing 15 million transactions processed globally each month. Dragon Pay is your trusted choice for online payments. And here's something to show you how legit Dragon Pay is. Dragon Pay was named FinTech of the Year at last year's Philippine FinTech Festival in 2020. So let's make 2024 extra prosperous for you and your startup in this year of the Dragon. For more details, head on over to dragonpay.ph. That's dragonpay.ph. Trust the pioneer, trust Dragon Pay. 